0: The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and
1: may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiela.
2: Well, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope as we enter in this beautiful month of February. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my dear friend, Mr. Mike Fiel is in the house. Yeah,
0: and it's good to be in the house because it's cold outside. <laughs> it is. Probably, but yeah.
2: We're broadcasting up in Buffalo, New York, and of course, you're probably listening in Texas or Florida or Mississippi or Kansas. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Every week... On a Saturday, at this time, on the station you're listening to, or on a podcast, we try to share God-sized stories from the mission field. And today, I'm really excited, Mike, because just Mm -hmm. recently, Eight Days of Hope, we we help out after natural disasters, rebuild homes for free. We announced about two weeks ago, we're going to Laplace, Louisiana, April 9th to April 16th. And the goal is to help 150 families in eight days rebuild their homes.
0: So where does it, who establishes that goal? That's pretty lofty. Well, and I know, I know it'll get done, but t- tell me how that process works. Well,
2: think of Extreme Makeover. Remember that show and that guy's got the cool hair and they move the bus? Well, we don't have the bus. Um, you it, got the cool hair No, though. my hair's <laughs> not that cool this morning. That's for sure. Uh, but we're so excited. We're expecting thousands of volunteers. Okay. Uh, we're going to feed you really good. We give you a safe place to sleep. We pick you up at the airport. Go to 8daysofhope.com and watch the four minute video promotional video okay, and uh, share it with others, Uh, but learn more about it. Read the FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions, but we're really excited, Mike. That's only a couple months away, and today we're going to talk to a lady by the name of Bethany Robinson. Bethany, uh, 2013, had a different name. She was single back then, Mm -hmm. Bethany Bergeron. She was our go-to person as we helped out 160 families in Laplace because of Hurricane Isaac.
0: And now... We're back again. <laughs> um, but yeah. Unfortunately, right? Yeah. But but
2: but at the same time...
0: There's some good things, too.
2: There is some good things. Mm-hmm. And we're partnering with the same people, the St. John Baptist yes, Recovery yes. Coalition. So we're going to talk to Bethany in just a little bit. She lives in the area. She's one of our volunteer leaders. Mm-hmm. And once again, uh, eight years later, eight and a half years later... Eight days of hope is going to Laplace, Louisiana. Excited about that. It,
0: it makes it a little more well oiled, I guess you'd say yeah, there type you go. of thing. I like that. Uh
2: makes some things easier. Yes. Because they know you and you know them. You don't have to spend, you know, two hours or send them right. reference letters or right. try to tell them that, you know, you know, you're imperfect but you're coming with thousands of volunteers. I mean we're gonna have thousands of volunteers there, mm-hmm. Mike, already we're we're over it looks like over three hundred to four hundred volunteers already. Okay. In just two weeks. Wow. So we're expecting a big group. Now I you know, here's what people say. Um I'm I'm medium skilled. I, I can paint and mm-hmm. I can do a little carpentry, but I, I can't be your lead carpenter. We need you. Absolutely. We have a grandfather out there wanting to bring his granddaughter or grandson. We need you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now we provide lodging if you're coming as a family or as a grandparent with a child of the opposite sex, please read our FAQs. We do have some options. Mm-hmm. If You own an RV, if you're willing to set up a tent. Uh, we have some options. But then there's some hotel options in the area as well. Now, that's on your dime, but we do give you some options. So read the FAQs.
0: And, you know, I know that's on your dime, but your food will be on us. It's free.
2: <laughs> it's We're gonna free. Feed you really- now, when you go to Louisiana, <laughs> you, you're not going to eat like a chump.
0: Right. You can't, not in that I state. I haven't used
2: that word in a long time. Chump. I like that,
0: though. That was, remember that? Yeah, chump? I remember that. You a chump? You a chump. I was a chump. You a chump.
2: Anyways, we're going to feed you really good. Some of our volunteers called 8 Pounds of Hope because, <laughs> they, you know, the crawfish down there and they got to oh, have yeah. those beignets, mignon, whatever that's called. Beignets over at that Café Mandu, whatever. Um, Laplace is about 30 miles, 20 miles west of New Orleans, so when you fly in, if you fly in, Already, volunteers from 35 states have signed up, Mike. Really? 35 They're states? They're coming from at this New point. Hampshire. Oh, my. Upstate New York, Ohio. Um, there's a team coming from Kansas and Iowa, Minnesota. Man, mm. Minnesota, <laughs> you guys love to travel. Um, oh, is it still sliding. snowing in April in Minnesota? Maybe that's why they want to get. No. Anyways, I, it, it, it's cold, maybe. I think. I don't the Carolinas, thank you so much. Yes. And Tennessee, uh, Mississippi, as always, and Texas. Uh, kind of lead the charge. Mississippi, and I'll tell you, our top five states over the years has been Texas mm-hmm. Mississippi, New York, since really? we opened up a northeast satellite in New York, New York, New York sent about forty people to Mayfield, Kentucky when we they took did. yeah That's right with the tornadoes, you know, just over the holidays. Um, let me think who else? I said Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, okay, Texas. those states continue to send so many people our way,
0: so I remember. In Kansas. Uh, Houston, Kansas, too. Yeah, in Houston, we had, was it 11 countries? That yeah, were now, represented. That, now
2: that gets a little bit interesting, right? So uh, on this trip, so far, two countries, Canada and America. But when we had a rebuilding trip in Houston after Harvey, Mike, 4,692 people came. <laughs> oh, my. The feeding bill to feed 4,692 people, take a guess.
0: I. You know, you're the numbers guy. I can't even imagine. I, you know a hundred
2: and sixty one thousand oh,
0: dollars come on i didn't let
2: you guess uh, you were going to say a hundred something so you were i, I close. was i was yeah <laughs> you know you get you're gonna get a couple great looking t-shirts and what's really cool about eight days hope we have all the tools that you will need we'll provide transportation you wake up every morning we're going to feed you a good breakfast at seven o'clock we do about 15 minutes of a couple worship songs a little devotion In the evenings, we invite all the families back we're serving. We feed them. They hear the gospel. Uh, Again, there's an optional time of worship and devotion at night. But it is an amazing, fun 12-, 13-hour day. Now,
0: imagine you're working on a house, and you meet, uh, obviously, you you met the homeowner. You're you're kind of getting to know each other, and you invite them back for uh, a meal and then there's just either there's just tears flowing in because they're, they're saying how grateful they are and they're getting another opportunity just to see the body of Christ yeah. working it's 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 a it's a great a great event
2: during the evenings we walk around and we introduce the families to the thousands of volunteers and they get a chance to share their story and you right. better bring tissue mm-hmm. because Absolutely. think about it mike these families who suffer these natural disasters, no fault of their own. They're living life the right way, pay their taxes on time, they give back to the society, they have, they hold down jobs, they're doing their best to raise kids. I mean, not perfection, but like right. all of us, we're, right. we're walking the journey. But then a tornado hits or mm-hmm. a hurricane hits or flooding hits, sure. and their lives get turned upside down. Some of these families that had flooding during Hurricane Isaac back in 2013 and now with Hurricane Ida, Uh, They don't live in flood zones, so they didn't have flood insurance. So think about that. Sure. Your house gets $50,000 of damage. Now, maybe you do, Mike. I don't have $50,000 in my savings account. Not at all. Not at all. You know, so now what do you do? Mm. And then strangers show up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You meet people for the first time, and you realize that those strangers that are at your house, those 10 volunteers, are from six different states, and they just met that morning. Yes, yes. That's God.
0: The, it, all the way. And, Let's you know, God. I was thinking about now it's the second time around for some of these folks. Oh. And, and so, I mean, what are they going through? But then they've got to have, because i have already experienced some of the folks, the volunteers for 8 Days of Hope, they've got to say, all right, I'm in good hands now. I'm in God's hands and because mm. uh, I know how these people operate and what they're going to do for us.
2: I've met so many of the 8,000 families that we've served over the last 16 years, Mike. And again, over $61 million of work done for free through the Eight days of Volunteers. So thankful that God allows, Mike, you and I to be a part of this. Sure. But, but what I hear time and time again is I felt hopeless. Mm. I had no joy. I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And then somebody tapped on my RV or, found, <laughs> or called me at the hotel and said, hey, you don't know me. You might have never heard of us before, but, you know, we came from around the country. and We're here to love and serve you. And, oh, by the way, rebuild your house for free.
0: I'm telling you, as you're listening and you're driving in your car, your home, you just flip this on. Go to 8 com, Look at the FAQs and just think about being in that situation that Steve just described and what it's like to be in that situation, but then you could be a person that helps someone else that's in that situation. What a rewarding, just a, it's a very rewarding, is what I'm saying.
2: Watch the four-minute promotional video. You'll meet Pastor Neil Bernard and one of the families that will be serving. So the lady that you'll, you'll see, I mean, she's a single mom, and again, trying her best to, to raise kids, and this storm comes, and just hear her heartbeat. She's asking you to pray about Coming now, I get it. Not everyone can volunteer. You're listening today, and and maybe you're in your 50s and physically you can't change. You know, move. You know, travel. Maybe you're a single parent. Maybe you're you're older, and and maybe you don't feel comfortable with COVID traveling around. Right. We get it. Right. We get it. Mm-hmm. But you can pray. That's
0: it. You Come can on. pray. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Prayer is so powerful, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, every day as leaders, I can share a dozen stories like that. Okay. Of where there looked like there was no way to turn, no hope, no way we were going to be able to finish a project, and then God shows up because we stopped and prayed in mm-hmm. you know, our last safe house. Mm-hmm. You know we're building safe houses now for ministries that are providing a safe place for those rescued from sex trafficking. We've done eight of them. Our last project was in Philadelphia, and the first couple of days were kind of rough. And the leader said, "You know what? We got to stop." Because the Mm -hmm. enemy is trying to attack us. We need to stop doing what we're doing and pray. And from then on out was a perfect no. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't the stress and pressure and, oh, me, I can't believe this is happening to us mentality. Sure. So pray. Pray. Lastly, you can donate. It's that simple. We're a 100% pass-through organization. We have partners that cover our fixed costs. And so we're ECFA certified. We get a third-party audit. If you go to Ministry Watch or Charity Guard and, and look at the ratings, I think that you'll be encouraged that um, you know, the board of directors of eight days hope and our leaders are are, are do their best to be great stewards of the dollars that come our way. But every dollar that you donate online at eight dot com or by mailing a donation, every dollar if you put Laplace or her or Eight Days Hope seventeen, or Hurricane Ida, we will spend that money in Louisiana. Every penny that you give. We don't take anything out for a truck or a salary or car, you know, truck insurance or for a, heat, a light bill in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, or our Midwest satellite or a heating bill in Buffalo, which this past month was pretty high because it's pretty cold up there right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But know that if you donate today, you can donate online at 80 com. It's fast, it's easy, and it's safe, or by mailing a check to PO Box 3208. PO Box 3208. Tupelo, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, 38803. Every dollar will go help out families in need.
0: And that's really, Steve, and you you have a lot of the names off the top of your head. There are 15 national partners. Take care of our fixed cost.
2: You know, I think about our partners, Mike, and their churches and businesses. And maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you're interested in becoming a partner, but I want to give a shout out to Times Square Church in New York City. You know, Pastor Tim Delina, his wife, Cindy. Cindy actually sits on our board. So thankful. Man, she's amazing. Sure. She could be a CEO of a oh, yeah. she $500 just... million dollar corporation. But, um, you know, our our partners so into the ministry. So your gifts are passed through, you know, but I think about them. I think about Crescent Memorial in Tupelo. Uh, I think about Barnes Crossing Auto Group and Renaissance Bank, both based in Tupelo where our headquarters at. I also think about churches like Our Savior's Church in Lafayette, Louisiana, and Grace Church in Houston, and Covenant Church in Dallas, Texas, and I think about New Point Community Church in Ohio, and Destiny Worship Center in Florida, and the Chapel in Western New York. So many organizations coming alongside ADL. We couldn't do it without a mic. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And it's exciting, too, the, ch- the local churches that have stepped up. Oh, yes. And we can't do this without no. your uh, input. Yeah. And so, yeah.
2: And American Family Radio, you know, we're so thankful for WDCX yes. in upstate New York, where we're heard every Saturday um, at uh, 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning. Uh, on that station, not mm-hmm. 10 in the morning where you're listening today, maybe. But our friends in Southern Ontario, but, you know, this broadcast that is carried by American Family Radio in 195, 200 markets around the country. So so thankful for those partners as well. Absolutely. So every time I say something that didn't come out right, 200 markets hear all this? <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I think we get in trouble when we start talking about good morning or good afternoon because it's yeah, good afternoon goodness, to some people. Right, yeah. Good morning. So we just say, hello, how are you? It's Saturday. Are you awake? <laughs> Yo, <are> you <laughs> oh, there? Hope you are. Yeah. So today, Mike, we're going to talk about eight days of hope, 17, going to Laplace, Louisiana, Hurricane Ida. And this is where we need your help. We're going to be talking to Bethany Robinson. Bethany is one of our leaders. She's also the case manager. She's going to help lead the charge with us as okay. we find the 150 families that we're going to serve that that has already started. And actually some of our leaders, toppers down there, oh, working great. with a small team, kind of taking that on as well. So we're excited about that. But when we come back in a minute, we're going to talk to Bethany and learn more about 8 Days of Hope 17 and how a single young lady in her early 20s, meets a ministry called Eight Days of Hope and how the two of us work together to help out 150, 160 families back in 2013 and now again having to go back to the same community. Uh, God's timing's perfect. Mm. Excited to have her on today. Hey, when we come back, Bethany Robinson, thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. As many of you know, Hurricane Ida devastated Louisiana in August this past year, making landfall as a category four hurricane, leaving thousands of families in need of hope. Well, today, Eight Days of Hope is excited to announce that Eight Days of Hope 17, an eight-day rebuilding event, will take place in Laplace, Louisiana from April 9th through April 16th. We're gonna be focusing on roofing and drywall, painting, electrical work, and so much more. If you'd love to use your gifts to serve in need, we're inviting you to join us. There's three ways to get involved. First, pray. Pray for Eight Days of Hope in this outreach, that God will be glorified and the families we serve will see his love. Secondly, volunteer. It's free. Food and lodging are provided. All the information, read the FAQs. It's all on our website at 8 dayshopecom Lastly, donate. Every dollar you give will go to serve families in need in Laplace. For more information about this outreach, 8 Days Hope 17, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
0: Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A dot com.
2: Welcome back to Hope Rains, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with my friend Mike Fiala, who is just coughing in the mic every time we're in a break today, Mike. I what's going on here, know. man? I, Come I on now, man. You're uh, popping my ears.
0: I, I tried to mute, hit the mute button, but it comes out so quick. And Okay. So like here's your... how
2: it works, Mike. <laughs> You've got to press the button first before you cough, oh. and
0: then you let it go. Okay, well, okay. here, let me give you, Let me <laughs> no, give you, you can no, clean no, off your glasses. No, no, okay. no, we're no, kidding. No, we're good. just kidding.
2: Thank you for joining us today. We're, we're talking about Hurricane Ida. We're going back in April to Laplace, Louisiana. And on with us right now is somebody we met back in 2013. Now, her name back then was Bethany Bergeron. Today, it's a different name, and you'll hear why in a minute. Bethany Robinson. Bethany, how are you, my friend? Thanks for joining us.
3: Good morning. Doing well. Thanks for having me.
2: So Bethany, we met in 2013, Hurricane Isaac came, and back then you were a single young lady and you were helping out a ministry, an outreach called St. John the Baptist Recovery Coalition, but something has happened from there. So we'll we'll talk about 13 in a minute and 2022 in a second, but um, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, your, you know, your family status and uh, where you live and all that good stuff.
3: Sure. Yes, I was Bethany Bergeron in 2013, but in 2015, I became Bethany Robinson. Congratulations. And we have four children. We have Clark, Lane, Eleanor, and Eloise, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and our girls are twins. They just made seven months old. (laughs) And I now live down the road from where I was in 2013 2013 at my parents' house. I live in a neighboring city now called Gonzales, about 30 minutes from Oplos, where I grew up.
2: We actually did some work in the Gonzales, I think, back in 2013, if, if, if I remember correctly.
3: Mm-hmm. And um, Gonzales had a lot of the supplies that we needed in La Paz. Okay. So we were making trips this way for materials and different things as
2: That's well. That's what it was. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, two, so, okay, so four kids all under the age of five. Yeah. Girl, how you making it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like to say my hands are full, but my heart is fuller. It's a very happy... Oh and joyful and busy house
2: now you come from a big family too and and I, I, have, I have a sneaky suspicion that some of your amazing siblings help out um tell the listeners a little bit about your your family you grew up in because every time your family shows up we like double in our volunteer base because there's so <laughs> many of you but yeah that's how
3: we roll i'm the oldest of 11 i have six sisters four brothers love and but yes, we have a busy house, but it's rare that my house does not have one of my siblings in it as well, and um, they're all wonderful with my children, and my kids love them, so that's how we do, that's how we do five children, or four children under five is, uh, wow. my siblings are around most of the time. Wow. And, um
2: that's great, that's great. Yeah. So back in 2013, let's turn back the clocks a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. you're in Laplace, Louisiana, and this storm called Isaac, Hurricane Isaac, comes in affects the state like Ponditrain flooded and Laplace floods. There's wind damage, probably a little bit more flood damage than wind versus this trip tends to be wind equally with flood. And Correct. you, you get recruited to um, do some casework and managing. Um, so just tell the listeners a little bit, how you got involved with St. John the Baptist recovery coalition back in 13. And then maybe a little bit, how you were introduced to eight Diesel hope and a little bit about the experience back then.
3: Sure. Um, My family's home was affected in Hurricane Isaac. So the week that we moved back to our house, it was not fully put back together, but it was livable again to where we could live in it while we continued to do repairs. A local pastor, Pastor Neil Bernard, contacted my family and asked if any of us were available to come help with the office work of long-term recovery. So my sister Abby and I went to just find out what that even meant. We grew up mm. with Pastor Neil, um, his children, and he and my parents are close friends. So we were familiar with him, and if we were going to work for somebody, He was. A, we knew he would be an excellent boss. So we went in and met the group that was feet on the ground initially doing the intake paperwork, and they were getting ready to leave to go respond to sandy um so we had a quick tour of the office and they said you know here's these papers and people come in and they tell us what they need and here's a computer and we put it in the computer and then when people come to help rebuild we try to match the volunteers with the people who need help and um yeah that's how it works and they left the next day and pastor neil looked at us and said can you help (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so my sister and I did. We stayed um, in that office and learned as we went because it was our first introduction to anything of that kind, um, but had just excellent resources around us and um, just be able to learn more about how to organize that information, how to best find the people who needed help, and then mobilizing the groups that would come in. Um, we had volunteers from all over the U.S. who were coming in on... Mm college um, groups on their spring break wanted to come or we had churches come for a weekend and different rebuild groups that were, you know, maybe in the area or churches around who had responded similarly before because mm-hmm. it's not the first time that South Louisiana has experienced right. a hurricane. So sure. there, there were some local groups available and we, di- we did keep track of the people who needed help and the people who were coming in town to help those people mm-hmm. is what we did day to day.
0: Amazing. So, Bethany, what was your first experience, connection? How did you get connected with Eight Days of Hope?
3: Pastor Neil came in and let us know that there was another group who was interested in finding out about the help that we needed in Laplace and that they would be coming in town and they wanted to have a snapshot of the help that we needed. And he looked at me and said, can you get that information together? And okay, I thought, seven, okay, yeah. So um, a group from 8 Days came in to meet us and to drive around the city and see kind of what was going on. And um, from that meeting, I was in communication with them, feeding them the information that we had. These are how many people in our community whose roofs need to be entirely replaced or these homes were completely destroyed and have to be rebuilt from there. Um So my initial meeting was just them coming in to meet us, see our city, and see the help that was needed there. Mm -hmm.
2: You had to feel overwhelmed. I, I mean, we've been around enough disasters. And if you're just joining us today, you you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope travels the country and help out families rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. And we're talking to Bethany Robinson, who is a volunteer leader with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, but also happened to be the case manager working with volunteers and his staff in 2013 after Hurricane Isaac She's preparing uh, along with about 2,000 others or more to arrive back in Laplace in April to help out after Hurricane Ida. When you're in that role, Bethany, and everywhere you turn, everywhere you turn, there's a need, is it overwhelming just feeling like you're just not getting anywhere? I mean, you have to go through so many emotions. Emotions, oh, we can help her. Oh, great, that one's done. And then, I mean, talk a little bit about is there a roller coaster of emotions how do you how do you navigate through i don't say the craziness of right after disaster but it's intense
3: yeah it takes a while for the scale to tip because for a while you just see all the help that's needed and you're very aware of the needs but the abilities to meet those needs are limited mm. so it's just an influx of information about who needs help and it's it's all over it, it just reached through our whole city mm. so one after another they're coming into our office and telling us and for after a little while some of the stories start to sound the same but that doesn't make them any less burdensome because oh my goodness there's another person who can't live in their house and oh they have children or this one is taking care of their grandmother so there were there are varying levels of emotion of the concern that you have for these people who don't have a home or whose home is probably not very safe to live in and the feeling of, like, I just want to come in and help you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we did. We did have some groups come in, volunteer groups, but they come in for three and four days, and they do what they can in three and four days, and we're so grateful for that help because it, it nudges us ahead just a little bit.
0: Go ahead, Mike. I know, is there Bethany any particular story that you personally went home and just sat in your? It just did something in your your heart and your mind, and you sat, sat and think about it. And even today, you think about it. Uh, just a God-sized story.
3: Probably, it, it's it's a, a snapshot of multiple stories, but the ones that were the most impactful to me was seeing the families who maybe didn't have the same resources as others, especially families caring for um, the elderly Mm. who were being taken advantage of, of contractors who would come in and make big promises and then do very little or do nothing at all and then leave. And then these sweet little grandmas are left with nothing because they wrote out their insurance check to this person Mm. who was going to help them. And then they're left with their house gutted and what does that do for them? and I think those were the ones where I just those are the ones where I just wanted to leave my desk and go in the house and do it myself
2: Sure absolutely sure and and, and even though you're magnificent and and you've you got a huge heart, you are just one person, and when you have a disaster of Hurricane Ida's side or any kind of disaster, you really need all hands on deck. I think one of the things Mike that you know I look back at the growth of the Ministry of eighties of Hope. As as the ministry has grown, you know, 46,000 volunteers now have traveled the country with us and we're expecting thousands to be in Laplace, Louisiana, mm-hmm. April 9th to April 16th. If you're listening today, you're invited. It's free. We provide food and lodging. Read the FAQs on our website at 8daysofhope.com. And you can come for as little as 3 days or you can stay all 8 days. We provide the lodging for you. And again, we'll even pick you up at the airport. Read the FAQs though, that's very important it's a little overwhelming for the community i think bethany um and mike when when i you know i was just in laplace last week and mm-hmm. just driving through the same neighborhoods um we were in 2013 and again to no fault of their own um you know blue tarp after blue tarp or a tarp of eighties of hope because we were there you know you know for seven weeks after disaster Boy, it, it, it's a little disheartening, Bethany, mm. when you drive through and you see people that you know and you love and and here you go again. And I know some people will say, well, why do people choose to live there, right? Well, people say, well, Mike, why do you live in Buffalo when you got sure. two feet of snow? Well, um, that's just the country we live in. I don't that's care right. if it's if it's earthquakes and mudslides out west and fires. Or, it's homes. Yeah, it is home. It is home. Mm. But Bethany, what's the mood? What's the feeling amongst the people in the community? Are they, are they tired? Are they excited to see how God moves? Are they, are they thinking, "Oh, oh me"? I mean, I can't believe this happened again. What is the mindset? The 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 temperature of, of people in in the Little Place area?
3: I think you I think you nailed it. I think they're tired, and the idea of here we go again, to an extent. It's familiar, so it's not a complete start from scratch because we've done this before. We can do it again. But doing it again is hard, and it's weary and tiring. Mm -hmm. And you say, why would we want to live in a place like that? Laplace is an awesome community. It It really is an incredible community. And as much as neighbors want to help neighbors, when you're in the same position, your hands are kind of tied as to how much you can do. They're going to do what they can though. If that means, Hey, you have power to your kitchen. I can use your stove. You can come use my washing machine. We'll trade places. They're going to do that. They're going to help each other to the extent that they can. Right. But it is tough to have this same house that my family's house flooded again in Ida. So we did Isaac Mm -hmm. and like, here we go, doing Ida again. And it is like a, a uphill climb.
0: So, Bethany, do you think in some strange way that this kind of pulls the community together, people that would never work together, standing alongside each other, churches and businesses? I mean, is it kind of pulling everybody together in, in some ways?
3: If it's okay to say, that's one of my favorite things that happens in a community disaster, is that it doesn't matter if you lived in the neighborhood that, has multiple resources, you know, these people come home from incredible jobs, or if you live in the neighborhood where we make it, right, Mm -hmm. we're all on the same page, we're all in the same place. It humbles some, and it motivates others, and to me, the incredible thing about that is because we're all in the same place, we all have the same needs. I find that people are far more receptive, number one, to help. But my favorite part is number two, to the gospel. Because the vehicle that you now have to come and share the love of Christ with these people, it it doesn't matter what was happening before Hurricane Ida. Now, post-Hurricane Ida, we all have the same needs. We all need help. And here's someone who's coming to help. And what would make them want to come?
2: Yeah, disaster doesn't like pick and choose. I mean, a disaster like this affects everybody. It affects the mm-hmm. the white, the black, the poor, the rich, the old, the young, you know, the single mom with a family with, with a family like the bird you know, the Bergerons with eleven kids. I mean, it affects everybody equally. Yeah. And you're right. It's and you know I hate the disasters happen, Mike. Sure. But this is and I say this all the time, this is a great time. For the church to shine, come on. Come on. not necessarily to bring attention to their church, the name no. you know saint marks or 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 our saviors or 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 new covenant or you know it 's not about that it 's about watching churches come together, and that 's what happens bethany you 're right because I was there, I was in Laplace within thirty six hours of the storm I flew down um <laughs> I about slept in my car, right? Because there's no <laughs> place to sleep and we're trying to figure out, we deployed. And, you know, it didn't matter where you went to church or if you had money in the bank or didn't have money in the bank. You needed a tarp on your roof. You needed a power. That's right. You needed food and you needed to find a place where water was running to go to the restroom. And yep. it's humbling. It humbles all of us, mm-hmm. but it gives us a chance as believers to be a light. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw that again. Um, and I know, excuse me, you've seen it many times, uh, Bethany as, as well. We need to take a break, but when we come back from the break, Bethany, I'd like us to talk to the listeners about the process. So a disaster sure. comes, the hurricane comes, you know, you get through the first three, four days, you know, you now know that it's safe to come in. The gas lines have been turned off. Um, you know, if, if there's been something unique with a family and an injury, or unfortunately death does happen, um, you're past that three, four day window. And I guess I want you to walk down the listeners. What happens? A family needs help and they're trying to figure out how to get help. How do they apply for help? How does it all work? What's going through your mind and their mind? Would you hang out a little bit longer and talk about that? Sounds good. Cool. Mike, before we wrap up this segment though, um, you know, here's a young lady in her early 20s. You know, I don't do age and weight and all that stuff with <laughs> women, right? Hair color. Sure. I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but here's a, a young lady, single girl, mm-hmm. um, very smart, uh, go-getter, and okay. wants to rope her sleeves. And here we are, Mike, eight and a half years later mm-hmm. in the exact same spot. And yet God knew when he created Bethany that she would be there at the forefront Back in 2013, after Hurricane Isaac, and now as a volunteer leader with AD and yeah. a person that lives in the community, she's there and God has prepared her for this season as well.
0: I would encourage Bethany, with, with just what you said, that God has prepared you for this. And when you feel like, well, how can I do it now? I got four children, my life has changed, and I got all these things going on. God has prepared you for this, and yeah. He's going to use you in a great way with those four children. <laughs> yeah, and it might
2: look different. Because, you know, things change. Sure. You know, I mean, you know, there were many trips that Mike wasn't part of the worship team 8 Days Hope. You Mm -hmm. are now. Sure. But that will change someday, too. Sure. And it might look differently as we move forward. You Mm. know, my role on this outreach is going to be a little bit different than it was in 2013. We're going to lean on Todd Kandel to do some things, Mm. uh, who was our guest last week. Go to our website, listen to that podcast. But so right. Um, so, what right, you're I,
0: saying is, blessed are the flexible in spirit. They will see God. Yeah,
2: there you go. You gotta be flexible <laughs> with this All right. Hey, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about the process. What happens when you wake up um, or you realize that your whole community has been changed probably forever because it's gonna look differently? The schools that you go to, the businesses, the restaurants. And now what do you do? We're going to talk to Bethany in a minute. Bethany Robinson, one of the leaders of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Share this with others through our podcast on our website or text somebody real quick, especially if they're in Louisiana, to maybe hear how they can get help or how this thing called Eight Days of Hope 17 is going to work. We'll be back in a minute. You'll listen to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight days of hope exists to love and serve those in need. During the past 16 years, over 8,000 families have experienced the hope of Jesus, following a natural disaster through the help of almost 45,000 volunteers. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring safety and healing to survivors of human trafficking. The Rapid Response Ministry has been busier than ever, with 44 deployments over the last 18 years. And then this year, we're excited to announce a brand new focus, mass feeding. When a disaster hits across the country, our mass feeding ministry will show up and serve those who have lost everything, families who are hungry, and simply need a chance to enjoy a hot meal. The goal is simple, to provide up to 8,000 meals every day for up to eight days for this community. It's free to volunteer with 8 Days of Hope. We provide the food and lodging. All you have to do is show up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiala. Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings, Mike.
0: Yes, it does. And after
2: a disaster, our goal is to bring a new beginning to a family in need by helping them either tarp the roof, do chainsaw work, or like what we're going to do in April, April 9th to 16th, rebuild their house for free.
0: And it's the 17th time around with the rebuilds. Isn't yes. that exciting?
2: And it's been three years. Yes, Our long. last trip, Mike, was three years and four months ago. We were in Houston helping out after Hurricane Harvey. And for about a year and a half of it was due because we were just looking for the right partner. And then, of course, COVID came. That's right. And that changed things a lot the last, you know, 22 oh. months. <laughs> um, but in April, we are going to be going to Laplace, Louisiana, and you can learn all about it at eight days Our guest today is Bethany Robinson. Bethany, you were there in 2013 after Hurricane Isaac. You're there right now uh, after Hurricane Ida. A family has their roof blown off, their house gets three feet of water, they get three, four days down the path, and then they hear about this organization called St. John the Baptist Recovery Coalition. Explain to the listeners the process of them coming in with the paperwork they have to fill out, um, you know how you connect them with volunteers, just walk us down that process.
3: Sure. Yeah, our office is set up to intake the needs that are in the community. So to come in, um, sometimes we, there's a phone call first, or you can just walk into the office, and we just ask you a couple questions. What happened to your house? Did it flood? Did you have roof damage? How high was the water? What all was damaged in your home? Is the water still there? Is the hole in your roof tarped? Just give us your story. Tell us what happened when the storm came through. And we take that information and we have it sorted as best we can to know when volunteers come in town and we know that they have a roofing crew, here are the homes that need roof help. And so then we match the people who can help with the people who need help and then schedule a time for those volunteers to go to the house and work on the different projects that are there.
0: So, Bethany, what's the time frame when somebody walks in the office and does that, what you just described, to when they mm-hmm. actually have folks on their roof or or, or re- drywalling or, or helping them clean up?
3: Yeah, that's the tough part because filling out the paperwork and saying, "Okay, this is the help that I need. I found the people who can help me. Let's go." Mm. It doesn't always just turn around that uh, we are able to have sure. somebody there. Understandable. So it depends on when the volunteers are coming in town. So sometimes it two days. Sometimes it's two weeks, just depending on the people who are available to help when they're coming into town. Um, there, There can be a time lapse in that.
2: I tell our volunteer leaders when they're out assessing families, under-promise and over-deliver, because there's Mm -hmm. so many unknowns. And, Mike, you brought up the word, you know, you were kind of being half funny, half serious, flexible in spirit. You have to be flexible. That's right. Because even in April, we're going to go down there. Our goal is to do 25 roofs, Bethany. Mm -hmm. That's way more roofs than we did in 2003. But what if it rains five days in a row? Yep. And that happens. And, that's, and we can't control it. <laughs> right, right. So that's why you tell families, hey, here's our hope. We're going to come here and we're going to love you and we're going to serve you. And it might be drywall. It might be carpentry work. It might be a roof. Now, the challenging part for us, you know, on a lot of these homes, the roof has to be fixed before you get to the inside of the house. Right. Uh, um, but sure. here's the good news. If you know anything about roofing, a lot of these roofs are about 18 to 21 squares. And they're 512 pitch, which means that we should be able to do most roofs in one day. And so some roofs will go into the second day where they have hips and valleys. But a lot of these roofs we're looking at, I tell you, Mike, do you remember that group that came down? They came to Houston, and they were from the Amish country in Ohio. And this group came down, and they came in with Todd Kandel, I think, our guest from last week. Mm -hmm. And they, Mike, were doing two roofs a day.
0: They were knocking it out, knocking it out and, and, and joy. And what you always say, do it in excellence. Mm. They were excellent and getting it and and having fun doing it.
2: And and I'll never forget Bethany. I know you and I like ice cream. At least I do. And I think you do too, Bethany. I go out to the sites and I'm bringing some ice cream to some of these. And well, I heard how hard they were working, but I remember going there and uh, saying, come on down guys, let's have some ice cream. You know, I want to pray for you and, you know, love on you a little bit and, Uh, They're like, well, can you come up here and pray for us up here? And and can you throw us the ice cream up here? And I did because they didn't want to take eight minutes out to come down the ladder to to get ice cream. So, Mike, they're operating a nailing gun with their right hand and they got an ice cream sandwich (laughs) in their left hand. Oh, they were amazing. They were amazing. But, Bethany, there's a lot of moving parts when you do an outreach of this size. But even if you only have 30 volunteers coming in for the weekend, you and that organization, you have to be prepared for the unknown.
3: Yes very much so.
2: Hmm.
3: And having having things set up, okay, these are projects that can be worked on and then if something falls through if it does rain so we can't do a roof mm. then what's our what's our backup and so trying to stay a step ahead the whole time
0: yeah and there you have
3: go. <laughs> you know okay well this they need the flooring done at this house well are the materials there or not can we have the materials available why or why not and are they waiting on the entrance company mm. or did they but there there are there's It's not as straightforward as it would look, right, Right. because there are multiple moving parts, there's multiple layers, there's an order in which things need to happen.
2: Building permits, uh, inspections, dumpsters, uh, there's so many things that Mm -hmm. you have to move. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we do, Bethany, I know you know this because you've worked enough with us you know, we have a team that's focused on today taking care of today's things. And yet we have others who are planning for tomorrow and the next day, much. That's good. That's and good. so, you know, today we're delivering the materials to a site that's going there tomorrow. Or today we're assessing a house we're doing in three days. Sure. And then it gets a little bit trickier when you get to day number six, seven, or eight of Eight Days of Hope. And again, we're going to be in Laplace, Louisiana, April 9th to the 16th. We need you. We need carpenters and plumbers, electricians, people who know to do painting and drywall. Go to 8dayshope.com. For more information, please read the FAQs and you can volunteer there. It's free. But when you get to day six, seven, and eight, Mike and Bethany, okay. the moving parts is you want to finish as many as you can, mm-hmm. and yet yeah. you want to keep the volunteers engaged to the last minute. Sure. So there's a little balancing act, and that's why it's so important to under-promise and over-deliver. Hey, let's talk about Pastor Neil Bernard for a couple of minutes, Bethany. Yeah. This, this guy... I tell you, I know there's some denominations out there that believe in saints, and I'll tell you what, this guy's a saint. Uh, I mean, I think all volunteers are saints. This guy's amazing, though. Mm-hmm. You know, He was our partner back in 2013. He's the partner again as well this year as we get ready for this outreach. But you've worked and known Pastor Neal for a long time. What makes him special?
3: The primary character quality that I can see in him is his humility. He mm. is just ready and willing to serve. And his heart to serve is contagious. Working for him was nothing short of an incredible blessing in my own life because I I learned so much Mm -hmm. from how he would see a need and then his desire to meet that need um, and to mobilize people to meet that need. And it wasn't just okay, now you have walls in your house again. It was seeing that family and all of their needs, not just the needs in their home, but like their personal needs and being available to come and meet them. So it's evident his humility is evident in the way that he leads because, like Mike mentioned earlier, he pulled our community together in incredible ways. Just like you had said, there were businesses and churches and groups that never would have met one another, but somehow they all knew Pastor Neil. So when Pastor Neil said, Hey, we're having a meeting in this spot, they said, Okay, we'll be there. And when he stood there and said, I would like this room to work together to help our community, they said, Of course we will. And anyone who was there in 2013, worked for him then, um, or going forward, would know he started and ended all of our meetings reminding us that teamwork makes the dream work. And he encouraged that community, even among those who were helping our community, that we need to just pull together as a team and pool our resources. What can you bring to the table? What can you bring to the table? And how can we put all of that together Mm -hmm. to help our
2: community? So you can't see us, Bethany, but when you said teamwork makes the dream work, both Mike and I grabbed our pens and we both wrote out our piece of paper. Well, (laughs) and
0: and one of the reasons I did that, I have a quote that when we interviewed Pastor Bernard, he said this, the secret to living is giving. Mm. So everything you're just saying, and he has these one liners and and, and they just really, they zing your heart and you just remember them, you know, and you go forward.
2: And, and, and He became lovingly known
3: as Pastor B, and those of us who would sit in the rooms to pool our resources and work together. What you know? What does Pastor B have to say today? Or if for some reason he missed the meeting, we would have to remind ourselves. And as Pastor B says, "Teamwork makes the dream work." Okay, meeting dismissed. <laughs> Great.
2: And, and if you want to know, I mean, you're listening today, and uh, again, we're talking to Bethany. Um, Robinson. She's one of the volunteer leaders of Eight Days of Hope. She lives in the Laplace, Louisiana area, just outside it. We'll be going there in April to help out families after Hurricane Ida rebuild homes for free. The goal is about 150 families. See the hands and feet of Jesus, and you're invited. You're invited. We ask you to pray for this mission trip. Pray for us as we work with Bethany and so many others as, as we prepare. Pray for wisdom. Uh, pray for Pray for the organizational a part of the ministry of, of, of doing something this large, of sure. buying the materials mm-hmm. during COVID um, and, and getting them in a place that's safe and will and be there when our volunteers show up. Volunteer. Go online. Read the FAQs. Bring your kids. Bring your, bring your men's ministry group. Bring your company. Bring your employees. You know, if you own a roofing company, oh, my gosh, come and serve with us. Yes. Lastly, donate. We need to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, here's the good news. The materials, we can't tell you how and where and all that yet, but it looks like the materials are going to be donated, and we're going to make an announcement with Pastor Neil down the road a little bit. But there's still so much more. There's fuel, and there's rentals, and there's food for the volunteers, T-shirts, the logistics, the office supplies. So, again, you can donate online at 8daysofhope.com, or you can mail a donation. I'll give that to you in a couple minutes. Bethany, we only have a couple more minutes. Um, Thank you so much. You've been doing an amazing job today, which I'm not surprised because this is who you are. You know, Pastor Neil, he's in our promotional video on our website, 8 What I love about a disaster, and I'm, I don't want any more disasters. I, I want God to come and get us all. But if, if it's a while longer, please give us a little bit time between, but they keep coming. But to your yeah. point, Bethany, when a disaster hits, it knows no boundaries and it gives a community a chance to rebound together. Mm-hmm. What is your hope? a year, two years, five years from now. If, if you had one prayer request for Laplace, Louisiana, and the communities around there because of Hurricane Ida, what would be your request?
3: That they would come back stronger than they were before hmm. and more united as a community. It's hmm. a very caring community, and I, disaster can grow that.
2: It's unfortunate it happens, people. Um, Eight Days of Hope has responded now to over 60 disasters in like 30 different states or 25 different states from new york to ohio to iowa um to gosh texas florida everywhere in between hawaii when the volcano erupted a couple years ago and again um if you're interested please come to louisiana please come to louisiana yes april 9th to the 16th that's holy week what a great way Mm, some of you get time off that week anyways you only have to come for three days. You don't have to come for all eight days. And if you fly down there, you don't have to run a car. We'll pick you up. Mike will pick you up. <laughs> you didn't know that, did
0: you, Mike? Okay, I guess I volunteered. Oh, no.
2: Okay, maybe not Mike, but someone like Mike will pick Maybe Mike will pick you up. Hey, you never I'll be know. Glad to.
0: I'll be glad to.
2: Uh, but please go to the website, 8 com, for more information. Mike, we can't let Bethany go without Absolutely. praying for her, yes. her family, her four beautiful children, yes. and for this community. So, Bethany, let, let, yeah, let's do this, Mike. Okay. Well,
0: Father, we just thank you so much for, for the call on Bethany's life. And Lord, back in the day when she was single, you prepared her for this moment with these four gorgeous, beautiful children in the family that she has, uh, keep them strong and healthy and unified. But thank you that I think of what we always say, things are being done in excellence yes, because of a, a person like Bethany. Thank you for the excellence that she brings at a table. Thank you for her reliance and trust in you and the insight and wisdom that you will give her. Use her great and give her to the desires of her heart, which is to see her community come back stronger. And we agree with that. And we are ready to serve with her for that purpose and that Jesus will be glorified all the time. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen. 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 Thank you. Well, Bethany, give your husband a hug for us, and I look forward to seeing you just down the road a little bit. And um, thank you so much for hanging out today. And thank you for all that you have done for that community. I know that this is a little bit different season for you. You've got four young ones and family. There's no better, bigger, more important ministry than your own family. Uh, and I know you do a good job of keeping balance, but we do look forward to seeing you and all those young ones.
3: Yeah, we're excited
2: to see y'all. Well, we're gonna order some really tiny shirts for them because those are young. Nice, but nice. families, families bring those young kids now. Yes, man. and they work and they bring smiles to the families we're serving.
0: And they'll learn so much in the days to come. They'll that's be right. taking they our jobs over. That's
2: right, and, that, and that's okay. <laughs> Bethany, God bless you, girl. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Bethany Robinson. You're welcome, Bethany Robinson, calling in from Laplace, Louisiana, as we get ready for Eight Days of Hope Seventeen. In just a couple months, um, gosh, two months away, oh, roughly, yeah. about nine
0: weeks away. Oh man, things times are just moving so fast. You know, Bethany, she just the word excellence comes to my mind. I just want to hear her speak, and, and uh, the things that she's accomplishing, and the way she approaches it. Uh, it's just. It reminds me a lot of our volunteers, 180 now or close over 200. And she's one of them. That's what's so
2: unique. She's a volunteer leader with 8 Days So she's gone to Lafayette, Louisiana. She came to Texas. Her family, they've traveled to serve with us, and now we get to go serve her Her community. Her community, that's exciting. Where we met her. Yeah, absolutely. It's the full circle. (laughs) Do you think God's in control of all this? I do. (laughs) Yeah, I I think so, too. So, so much going on. As you know, 8 Days Hope We Respond to Natural Disasters. We're also, in 2022, building some safe homes for those rescued from sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. The plans come together to be in Texas in May, in Tennessee uh, sometime this summer. And in the fall, it looks like we're going to lead a project from start to finish where we'll be in the Akron Canton area of Ohio for about five months. Mm, so if right, you're a skilled excellent. volunteer, if you're good with your hands, you're a handy woman. Uh, you know how to paint. Uh, you know how to do concrete work. Maybe you do dirt work. We need some people to do dirt work. Operate a big piece of equipment. Do you know how to do that, Mike?
1: Dirt <laughs> Explain work. Explain dirt work. <laughs> you know,
2: you get a piece of property, and now okay. you got to start moving dirt around to level it and do before you pour your concrete. So that's the dirt work. I, I know
0: that. I should have known that. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyways,
2: if that's you, email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, safehouse at 8, need to spell it out, safehouse at 8daysofhope.com, and just say, hey, I heard the radio show. I want more information. And Hannah Fletcher, our Safe House Ministry Director, will reach out to you. So much going on, Mike, the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. um, as we get ready for our big outreach in Laplace, Louisiana, Pray, volunteer, donate. Again, if you want to send a donation, it's P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. In the memo line, put Hurricane Ida or Laplace or 8 Days Hope 17. And we give you our word, we will spend every dollar you give, every penny in Louisiana, helping out families uh, in need. Mike, we got two minutes left. Any closing thoughts on Bethany's uh, time with us today?
0: You know, I just think it's really um amazing how god prepares i I listened to her story and though her life has changed uh Mm -hmm. marriage you know four awesome children he's prepared her for this with that knowing that that was going to happen within the last uh eight years or so Mm -hmm. and uh Again, I believe she's going to do it in excellence, and I think she's going to bring a a unity. And her heart was, I want to see my community better than what it was before this. And just the the unifying of the churches and unifying of the people from both ends of the spectrum, um, financially or whatever. They're all on the same page, and God is going to give her the Hmm. desire of her heart, and that's a great desire to have. And he's gifted her to accomplish just that so
1: i'm impressed
2: and her prayer is that the community not only rebounds but but it it comes together that's it and that's what happens after disasters you know god prepared her in 2013 as someone who'd never done something like this before for for to be here on the front row on the front lines lines. of this disaster rebuilding trip sure um eight years later and she brings a lot more expertise uh, to it but hey great. thank you thank you thank you thank you to some of our national partners we really do appreciate them uh they're on our website go to eight days scroll on the bottom and uh, check out uh the logos of covenant church and the chapel and new point community church and renaissance bank american family radio a destiny worship center in florida and so many others so thankful for our partners um Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for Bethany. Bless her today. Bless us as we prepare to be the hands and feet of your son, Jesus, as we get ready to go to Laplace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiello. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.